Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah. You talk about classing up the joint. <laughs> I'm trying to move like that. Thank you, Jay. I have classed up the joint. Today. Aditi Kinkawa is here from, uh, from AFC North and Pittsburgh Steelers coverage fame. Legitimacy. And can we take the five shot again? As the sh now, Until first of all, I, she I, looks I, like yeah. a child because she's so tiny <laughs> sitting big between chair. two tall men. <laughs> if I actually sat back in the chair, I mean, even I look tall right now. How tall are you? Pick at that. I am five foot three. Thank you very five much. Three. Oh, look at I'm that. actually five just three. as tall. Look, standing up. I don't even fill the screen. Look at that. Aditi, welcome. We had so much fun with you last week. You joined us um, via remote, and we had so much fun, and we knew that you were going to be in Cleveland, so we wanted to have you in for the entire show. So thank you very much for coming. I hope you don't regret it at the end of two I hours. I promise you we won't. <laughs> we'll probably be asking you to come back once a week. Uh, Adam the Bull, Mike yes. Wilson, because it's a Thursday. He's in every Tuesday, Thursday. Of course, Aditi. G. Bush had to, for you, he normally sets the belt right here. Right there. And he said, I don't want this to block <laughs> Aditi. <laughs> because Moody. you might have been invisible right. behind I really the belt. I really do look like a hobbit, by the way. Time. Move, move the damn belt, G. That's going to be mine on Tuesday. I'm taking that belt from you. <laughs> oh, 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 Tell listen. me how you're not going to be hot in that. Too. Are you really? Is the fashion worth it? You're not going to be hot in it's that? It's all for the gram. All right, well, you got to do it. I, I understand. I, I've, have you have you guys ever wore two small shoes just because they were cool? No, no, never, never done that. No. Look at us. Look at both. Look at us. I mean, well, you uh, are a schmedium guy, like, are like, you? Schmedium? Don't you wear like the schmedium shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah I wear those muscle legs. shirts. Yeah. 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 I just bought a call them big shirt. plaid. I, I <laughs> loves the big plaid shirts. I do. Uh, this, yeah. Look comfy. Look just it's comfortable. We forgot to go to Mikey McNuggets. Yes, Mikey. What's up, Sam? I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. How are you doing? He's doing plaid good too. Yeah, it is a plaid. That's, yeah. that's where we oh, keep yeah. him. We yeah. keep him he's back got a, there. He's got a man crush on Bull. I ripped this I off my the uh, wallpaper of my house. He's starting to trend. <laughs> he's starting to trend among the young people. Hey, we do want to before we start the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. There's some eyes coming to us. Let's pull up the video, Steve. Check out these retweets from yesterday. How about Urban Meyer and Richard Sherman? Oh, tweet in oh, the nice. show. Wow. Nice. That's four million Twitter followers combined. So shout out Tyvis for making some How waves. How does that translate yeah. to viewers? That's all I care about. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> now we know Tyvis is lit. had nothing to do with it. That was the Urban retweeted because he saw my beautiful blue shirt. He, he was impressed. That's why. I, he, you know what I love about this show is how truthful everyone is. Oh, yes. there's no secrets in here. Yeah, we no. will probably ask no. you questions that will make you blush. It gets Maybe. uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably us. Well, I think and when Maurice Claret was here Tuesday, mm -hmm. and at some point, Marie, I think it might have been when he said that he actually broke up a Mike Tyson orgy. Yes. yes. I think, I think Who Mike hasn't said, broken up I a think Mike, Mike said, well, <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. why not? I, you know. That's so, happened to all of us. Well, I hope you have a story similar to breaking up a Mike Tyson orgy. I'm working yeah. on one right now. <laughs> good. I do have a few. Okay, good. I have hanging at the Super Bowl with the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, okay. Can't wait to get that okay. first. Now you have to you tell did. that before we go. Well, first yeah. of all, you're here. Tell, tell everybody why you're here. Um, because Adam invited me. Because Adam is as really? good of a friend as yes, somebody could be. That, well, I appreciate that. Yes, indeed. And I invited her because she's a lot of fun. And and she's she came to do a chalk talk with Kevin Stefanski. I did indeed. That's but why I you're really here. Yeah, that the first time I walked in onto a practice <laughs> field in Berea and I heard that voice, yeah. it was like a little piece of home. I'm yes. Right? Well, and that's how we connected because she's from New Jersey. I'm from New York. And then we chatted away. And, know a lot you know, and then she got a good that. interview, and I got some third-string offensive line. Yeah, lineman. whatever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I had an unpleasant experience once, and it was Bull who stood up for me. Thanks. Really? Yes, uh, yes well, you with know what? a I, coach I whose name might have been Shmew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, yes. oh my a gosh. coach who is far more friendly, Kevin Stefanski, yes, and who's doing yeah. a lot of wonderful things. He was holding a chalk talk last night at the stadium for Bank of America and its elite clients. And I was asked to come in and wow. ask questions. Yeah. And um, Kevin Stefanski, as you know, does not necessarily like to answer questions. He does, he does a magical job of dancing around them. The artful so dodger. He is. Andrew but Berry, same thing. 
neither one of them likes to really give answers. I, but this is one of my other superpowers. So yeah. one of my superpowers is making everybody look tall. Yes. The other <laughs> one is I pride myself on being able to make people laugh. I mean, yes. Barbara Walters had nice. the crying thing. Right. But mm -hmm. so the last time I had Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski, I got both of them to laugh, which was draft night. And last night, Stefanski yeah. laughed a lot. That's great. And it was great. You know, yeah. it was very much one of those, like, we talked about, uh, we took questions from the audience, obviously. Mm -hmm. One of the questions from the audience was, will we ever see Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field together? We've mm. been talking about that for two weeks. Forever. Please tell me he and, said And yes. I said to Stefanski, I said yeah. to him, you know, you made me look stupid last year because I promised that this was actually going to happen. Right. And he goes, I heard you say that. That's why I never did it. <laughs> so what did he say so now yesterday? I'm making all of you laugh. That was yes. very good. Yeah. I wish he would have listened to you. What did he say yesterday? Did he say so he'd do it? So what he said is that, of course, it's in there, and they're always trying to play with things like that. Yeah. But he Not loves it. Yeah. yeah. He said he loves the one-two punch, that the yeah. two of them are such different athletes that tackling Chubb than going to tackle Hunt is such a change And they up. spell one another, too. They do. And then it's also the idea of, you know, if you put both of them in there, then you're taking somebody else out. And who do you really want to take off the field? Of course, Harrison now we've Bryant, got David some Jigoku. I can name <laughs> a bunch of people. Awesome. Yeah. A bunch of guys. We yeah. can talk about tight ends. He was yeah. asked about who he expects a big jump from. Mm -hmm. And he said Harrison Bryant is a yeah. young guy that he thinks is ready to take a step that, right. you know, with Austin Hooper moving on. He hates he to was, see Hooper go, doesn't he? Oh. <laughs> I'll refrain from comment. This he did have very lovely things to say about Jarvis Landry and his you know, yeah, disappointment sure. in Landry leaving. Right. And he said you he's know, not they ready make a to play. Did play to keep him even after he walked away? Because there was a report out there that he, had was, he received a very handsome contract offer that was bigger than the one he ended up signing in New Orleans. Do you know that to be true or not? I don't know what the exact offer was, but I do think that there was a fair amount of interest. I think that the issue is, and this is, you see this across the National Football League, you work so hard to get that veteran salary, yeah. you believe you are worth that veteran salary, and right. now you're a veteran, they don't want to pay that when you've got cheap, young talent. Mm -hmm. Especially, right it seems like the that's the trend at wide receiver. We've seen marquee names at wide well, receiver. you look at the trades that we saw on draft Teams night. are willing yeah. to go, you know what? Go ahead. We, right. we can't pay you what you think you're worth. We're going to go draft the next yeah. Jarvis Landry. Well, the last and two years, we've seen a lot of wide receivers come right out of college mm -hmm. and, and dominate. Like a sure. Jamar Chase. Think, right. And Andrew Barry talked about this a few weeks ago when he said the proliferation of flag football and seven-on-seven seven means that these kids are more proficient passers and catchers than they have yeah. been in a long time, that's and that's part okay, of it. I that. So that's part of why you're kind of seeing this flux of them. I mean, I'll tell you this, the Steelers, if we move across the AFC North, they drafted two this year, George Pickens and Calvin Austin. Right. And I talked to a member of their coaching staff earlier in the week after rookie minicamp, and he said he thinks both of them are going to be really good. Wow. I mean, think He's about that. He's got to hit on like one, really. One of them's yeah. got to be amazing. Right. Well, yeah, the Steelers' track record at receiver is incredible. Yes. yes. Well, and yeah. I wonder how much of that. Kevin Colbert, the outgoing GM, has always attributed that to Ben Roethlisberger. He's really? always said you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. He makes the receivers look good. Well, we'll find out. Exactly. Yeah. We will find We're out. We're going to find now. out a lot about Pittsburgh yeah. moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. Because a good quarterback can hide a lot of deficiencies. Yes. And you saw that in New England when Tom Brady left. Yeah. He took over a team that didn't make the playoffs the year before, and he goes to Tampa, and he, of course, wins the Super Bowl. They hide a How lot of warts. Yeah. How Great long quarterbacks. is he playing? I think till he's 50. Even though he's got that big money deal waiting on him? Aditi, can you believe that? He's going to make yeah. more money as a player. It's or, almost, I mean, as a, as a It's almost like he's not he's motivated making. by money, and he's just a psychopath who wants to be the best at anything at the thing he's done. Right. His whole I think life. That's, that's why really they're willing is. to pay him so much because yeah. they know his drive that he's mm -hmm. not yeah. going to be okay with being just okay. No, he's like, well, money. I can really it. use no some of that. that. And we're not going to believe it when he if when he, if he retires after next year, we're going to assume he's going to come back again. At least I yep. will. It's like Elton John. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think when he does it again, it's going to be for real. You think I, so? I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I, I do think when he steps away, because he's already got something that's signed, sealed, and delivered and waiting for him. And by true. the way, what NFL player can you look to and a top-tier NFL guy who's making top-tier money he never needed the money. It was never about the money for him. That's why he was never the right. highest paid player right. on, on the Patriots. No, I think it's because he was so smart that he knew he needed a team around him. Sure. And you look at a Josh Allen. And he had a wife that was that making way. bank, too. Yes. So that and made it And he was making easy. all that right. endorsement money. Yeah. The Uggs and yes. the vitamin water and everything. Sure. He was figuring out how to capitalize on his... Yep. He recognized... You know, it's Ramon Foster is a um, former Steelers lineman who used to love to say, you win, everybody eats. And so the idea was Brady right. knew a Super Bowl is worth so much money yeah. off of the field. So Forever. do everything you, you can. Industry. 
-hmm. I mean, Phil Simms once told me that, that Phil Simms doesn't have his broadcasting career was he not if he were not a Super Bowl Yeah, because he was just a, a guy as a quarterback. I mean, yeah. he was a good quarterback. But he wins the Super Bowl. But look at what he did in the Super Bowl, too. He was yeah. so good in right. his one chance yep. that you're right. I mean, he didn't – if you take the Super Bowl away, and, you know, obviously you can't, but if yeah. you do – just another guy, really. And, and, and by the way, uh, those guys that get that big bag as, as analysts, those are only for quarterbacks. Those are yeah, the, the, it's Romo, uh, Sims. Hey, Joe Buck uh, is getting hands. money. Uh, straight Bradshaw, Boomer, Esiason. Well, well, I don't. Straight hand, straight hand, straight hand makes money. Okay, but well, he's one. Of, you're right. He's, generally, he's it's one of twenty eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's that. He's also going to be with like Kelly Ripa and stuff, and yeah. like, yeah. like seeing I mean, like he's dogs on Good Morning America. By the way, does any? I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway because we keep it real. Does anybody ever find Terry Bradshaw entertaining? I find him so uninteresting. I do, but I'm you old. Like him, I, yeah. I, I, but I do. I, I I find his. You know why? I think he has the same Charles Barkley thing. He's real. You never know what the That's guy's going to say. And here's what yeah. I hate. And, Bull, I know you do, too, because yeah. we've talked about this. We hate plastic broadcasters. Yes. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Yes. Welcome to NFL uh, Kickoff. We've I got can't a stand that. Don't do that. Yes. Don't do that because if you ever talk to me like that in real life, I will leave the room. Yeah, it's really so are you, do you think Brady's going to do that? Do you think no. Brady will be like that? Plastic will he or be he'll be real? Will he no. be honest? Well, let me really quickly on Terry Bradshaw. I was in a locker room at Candlestick Park when John Mara's late mother and Mara, I believe. Is that right? I think Sorry, that's right. It am. sounds right. Yelled at Terry Bradshaw. Look it up. Google it, everybody. Oh, really? Like in front of she, everybody. In front of everybody. Why? She was like, you never pick us. You never pick oh, us. And that was good. the year that the Giants went to the Super Bowl in <coughs> yeah. Indianapolis and beat Tom Brady. Do wow. I think that he'll be good? I think he won't hold back. I think that, I mean, he recently actually said that he doesn't say 90% of the things that he thinks. And he will, you think? I think he'll say more. Aditi, I think he had that kind of discipline. Aditi, do you Don't know yeah. his sense of humor is legendary? Oh, like yeah. when you talk to players, because I don't know that maybe you've gotten to know him. I don't know that anybody really truly gets to know him except his family or his teammates. And I think that's by design. Right. But, you know, I worked with Teddy Bruschi forever, and they're like, he's funny. Yeah. He's, he's a genuinely funny guy, yeah. and you wouldn't know that. I hope we get to see that part of Tom when he becomes a broadcaster because my hope was I, I hate to see him sign with one network. Here's what I wanted him to do. A revolutionary deal. He works for whatever network has the Super Bowl. So he year Every to year, year he goes from Fox to CBS to I want to see him in the Super Bowl calling the Super Bowl every year because who better to hear talk about the biggest game yeah. than the best player that's ever played in that game, Tom Brady. I'd do watch you, that. Do you like the mm -hmm. simulcast? Do you, on Monday like Night Football, that. do you watch yeah. Peyton and Eli? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the best thing on TV. I agree I with agree. Jay, though. He said recently, if, if it's the Browns game, I won't watch it just because I want to be more focused on the game. Okay. But any, otherwise, I like it. I do think there's, he does, they do too many interviews, though. Okay. I want to hear more from Peyton and Eli. Do you like I it, right. I do, and I love it when Peyton's like, oh, my God, what are you doing right yes, there? That's or great. look at this guy. Or, he called so out you're the Ravens the game. during a game. He's like, yeah. He had said a couple of plays earlier, they should never, ever play zone defense, ever. <laughs> and right. and he's telling Eli why. And then in the very next play or a few plays later, they get burned for a touchdown. He goes, and that's why they should never play it. They're not good at it. Right, 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 right. Well, Nobody miss, says that well, on a network broadcast. What we're missing is, you know, Tom Brady might be good, but the greatest of all time. I'm going to tell you this right now. As soon as he hangs it up, he's going to make a bucket load of money is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is the number one analyst in the game. His progressive commercials is good. He knows the game. He's interesting. He has a cult following. Baker, if it don't work wow. out a quarterback. You think so? Heck yeah. yeah. That's a bad take, G. That's terrible. <laughs> That's I, was gonna, I was gonna say that. Mikey. I don't agree with that. I'm what willing you, to watch I, him try right now. Yeah, I don't you? think he's I think some of those commercials are okay. Some of them he he looks very stiff. I think me. he's a good actor. No. I think he I think those are well I, directed. I think he's really well directed. You do a million takes with a guy like that, yeah, you're like, now do it this way, now do it yeah. this well, way. Well a progressive knows how to do commercials. And yeah. The camera loves baby. over now. No, it's not. So no, I I I know somebody in the business and this year's it's gonna be a whole season, but it's really interesting. Yeah. So in in week, you know how they would roll them out week by week. Yeah, sure. Ones? So in week one, he comes to um, First Energy, and they've changed the locks. Oh really? Yeah. He actually has a good sense of humor. He's about been that. he's been evicted. Is, wow. he, is you spilling the beans on oh, this kid? <laughs> like like this, like you, you bought it, boy. <laughs> like I can't yeah. believe I bought that. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> like, 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 like,
I thought, you bought it too. I I'm, I'm the one who told you. No. Well, come on, bro. There's another one where he's standing outside and he's trying to get the Wi-Fi, and Bernie comes up to him and he says, "We changed the password, bro, uh-huh. and I can't give it to you." I think they should. That was actually, good. He's got good. another career. That was good. Right I thought you were gonna say they demoted him and he's doing it for the general now. The way worse insurance. All oh, oh, those commercials are so you know? bad. He's like with that guy. He's like, yeah, I'm with this guy yeah, now. With yeah. Shaq. Uh-huh. And then yeah. they, and now they start hiring other people like Ernie Johnson's in one. They're trying yeah. to like class them yeah, up yeah. a little sure. bit. Well, and they that, even make fun of their old bad commercials. One yeah. of those progressive commercials, he's like serving the nachos. Now he actually is the guy who's serving the nachos. <laughs> that's a job. By the way, oh. taking out the trash. Yes, exactly. Circling back to your chalk talk with Kevin Stefanski, I know a big talking point with a lot of fans is why won't Kevin Stefanski give up the play calling? And he was asked about that. He was asked that. And he said, you know, the single most important thing for him is to feel like he's helping the team. And he also said that play calling to some degree is overrated, that it's the work that goes in (laughs) on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that so much is already designed by the time you actually get to, to Sunday. Yeah. And he also insisted, and I have been told this by other coaches on that staff, that it really truly is collaborative. It's not that Kevin is sitting here and saying, we're going to do this. He will ask Bill Callahan, what do you think right here? He will ask Alex Van Pelt, what do you think That's right the sign of a good coach, And in right? some ways, it's you know not as much chatter. Sure, and the 15-play script is put together by all of them to start a game. Yeah, yeah. So, like Hugh Jackson, it was my way or the highway. He right. wasn't interested. This is play. not how Kevin yeah, is operating. Right. And I think that, and I'm on the record having said, let Alex, I like a head coach who is the CEO. I agree with you, know, you 100%. And runs everything yeah. and is on top of everything. I don't love a coach, whether you're Mike Tomlin calling the defense or you're Kevin Stefanski calling the offense, right. I'm not crazy about it. But I don't think that Kevin Stefanski does it in a way where it is really singularly just him. But what about when the defense needs attention too? Right. And the offense is on the field. I hate that he can't let go of this steering wheel to go pay attention and to that player. And that's a piece of it, right? Because when the offense comes off the field, he's huddling with Callahan and sure. AVP and, now and he's the not offense. And the, so who's managing right. the defense over yeah, there? That's I why like I do the think coach who... The, Look at Bill Belichick. I mean, who calls yeah. their own play? Andy cool. Reid doesn't call his own plays. Oh, he wow. does. Yeah. He's involved in it, but yeah. he has an offensive yeah. coordinator. Man. I think. He I mean, calls yeah, he's, plays, he's instituted. Uh, so I think yeah. to your point that it's collaborative and you're putting in a game plan. I think Andy Reid's got his shirt sleeves rolled up all week long, and and he's right. devising. Right. You know, he's the genius behind the offense. But Eric Bieniemy, I, th- I think that he's able to be overruled if Andy doesn't want to do something. You're going to listen to the genius. But that's anybody. Sure. Even when, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll go back to the Steelers. Mike Tomlin is a defensive guy. When Todd Haley would call something in a certain situation, Mike Tomlin always has the ability and would say, no, we're not going to do it. Or right. it's the head coach. And you would hope he would as the head coach. Yeah, but every exactly. single play, you're right. in the minutiae at that so point. So why is the title that important? Why, like, why does he well, need to Well, if you ask Bill be Belichick, titles don't matter. Right. And I right? He's not giving the title to any right. of his assistant coaches. But I don't think, and my sense is, and you know him a lot better than I do, that Kevin Spansky doesn't care about the title, like, that oh, he's yeah. the play caller. Uh, no, no, and I, he, in fact, last night, I will say this, even though this is supposed to be a off-the-record event, he was so <laughs> complimentary <laughs> of Alex Van Pelt. His offensive sure. coordinator and yeah. just talked oh, about how valuable that he is. And you know that big secret that he likes his offense. <laughs> yeah. But I just mean, right. no, I the, mean the fact that you know AVP played in the league for a long time. He sure. was a great yeah. pick quarterback. He actually is the one that set all of the pit records, not Dan Marino. So when Kenny Pickett broke him this year, he was breaking AVP's records. Mm. And so it's that authority to say, hey, I remember this time when I was in this game against this team. But then also the way that I mean, look. AVP is a magic man. He has dealt with Aaron Rodgers. He has dealt with Baker Mayfield. He yeah. now, yeah, I he's, mean, like, he's seen it all. I, yeah. I think, I think one of the things that people are so married to put call and plays is we're, we're all up here. We all do talk and we do different things, right? We talk for a living. You don't want to give up what your bread and butter is. You're known for play calling. Right. That is your forte. So why would you go out and because if you don't perform, you're going to get fired, right? I'm going out swinging, calling my plays, not your plays. Yes. You know, that's such a smart thing to say, too, because I remember when Mike Zimmer got the job in Minnesota, and Mike Zimmer was this brilliant, not was, is a brilliant defensive mind. He had been a longtime defensive coordinator. Yeah. He told me, I'm going to call the plays on defense because it's my piece of credibility. When I yeah, get in yeah. that room, those players know mm-hmm. this is what I know, is it and different I though, Aditi, Whether it's the defense or the offense, it seems to me that it is. 
I think that because defense is reactionary, right? A little bit, sure. So you can call a play, and you can hope that it fits what the offense is called, and that you're successful. But to me, the driving force of a football game is what the offense decides to do on any given play. It just, to me, I don't want to diminish the defensive coordinator's role, but at the end of the day, the players are reacting to what the other guys are doing. On offense, you're making the defense react to what you're doing. You can I be more aggressive. I think fair, but I think especially in the AFC North, certain defenses, the personnel that you pit in really puts the offense in a bind. Okay, I'll you know? agree with that. And is yeah. Wink Martindale calling a blitz or not? Wink is gone now, but, I mean, obviously he was calling a blitz all the time for sure. the Ravens. Uh, is the pressure, where is the pressure coming from? Is the safety blitzing or not? Is You know, I, I think that there's a little bit more. I think you make a very fair point. But I don't know. This is why we get paid yeah. to talk about it. As but ultimately, to you it. could argue, though, that if the defensive coordinator is not that important, then it's okay for Kevin Stefanski to leave that job to Joe Woods, let him do his thing, and just focus on the more important part. Don't offense. misunderstand me. I, I, I don't say the defensive coordinator is not that important. Or I'm not as saying, important, I'm maybe. saying that if you're Bill Belichick yeah. and you want to have your hands deep into the defense, okay, I get it. Zimmer, I get it. Tomlin, I get it. The gurus that have made their chops on offense, when they become the head coach, I just think it takes a little more attention, and I'm probably wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never been in that huddle, so I don't know. But to me, as a fan watching, I feel like you have more control over a game as an offensive coordinator because you're dictating what's going on than you do as a defensive coordinator because you could call a blitz, but if the offense has blitz pickup package and they slide protect or a tight end comes over, you're still responding and reacting to what the offense is doing. That's fair, but again, I go back to the idea that I think the CEO head coach is the best bet. I mean, you look at Green Bay a year ago, right? And Matt LaFleur calls the offense. He's all about the offense. Their special teams fell apart. Are you as aware of who needs extra help? What unit needs some, whether it's coddling or whether it's, you know, lighting a fire or whatever it may be. I just like that model. Especially when you're an inexperienced head coach to begin with. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we keep seeing. We yeah. see and, and, these so, young coaches in their first head coaching roles calling offenses. Just like with the, with the choir, I think uh, when you go to the head coach, right? You got the head coach and you got the quarterback. A lot of what you call is run through a quarterback. So a quarterback, you can have a play call in, but the quarterback says, mm, I'm going to audible. You got to have a play call in, but you have different route combinations. Maybe yeah. I've been keeping back in. So a lot of what you are calling depends on do you have a competent quarterback? How sure. how how savvy is he and how well does, does he, he know the game plan and, right. and then you look great. Well, that's also why it drives me crazy sometimes when fans or even media members like will complain about one specific play call because you never know what was called. Right. Right. If you right. Mm-hmm. It, I, Particularly I, when the quarterback checks out of it. Exactly. Like, like if, if you're if you're angry you're about a general going to get anybody to admit it exactly. on the record no. that oh well that was supposed to be a run play but I mean I remember a few years ago there was something like that where a quarterback threw an interception in the end zone and then went on the radio and said he shouldn't have thrown to that receiver he should have thrown to a different receiver and it created all this drama but the truth was it should have been a run play he right. should have handed the ball off right, right, right. you know so Can I, we're gonna it's a, on topic but a little different um, I have a theory that these guys kill me for we talked about it again yesterday oh, so <laughs> you'll probably kill me for it too right but there. listen uh-huh. i already like, know what's coming but want your now? honest opinion if you if you think i'm, I'm an idiot tell me they have no problem but telling i just me met that. you i don't want to tell you that the first time i I'm give you idiot. license to call me an idiot if this is an idiot theory take you advantage can call of an idiot a oh, okay, right. that's granted mikey does all the time <laughs> so my theory is that with baker mayfield set to make 18 million whatever that that final number is They haven't moved him. I believe there is a scenario. I'm not saying it's the most likely scenario, but I believe that we shouldn't discount the possibility that Baker Mayfield plays for the Browns again. Now, before you kill me on that, I would only say, uh, let me give you the scenario. Deshaun gets a lengthy suspension, any suspension, before the season starts. I know the offense is different between what Mayfield would do and what Jacoby Brissett would do. But you're paying your total quarterbacks between Watson and Baker $20 million this year. It seems to me the Browns would rather keep him as an insurance policy rather than give him up and pay a large portion of his salary to play for someone else. 
Am I completely wrong? Is there a 0% chance that happens? It, I feel like we keep talking about this. Yes, yeah. I asked Anything you about it last week. life is possible, but mm. no, I do not see that happening. <laughs> but, you're saying saying there's a chance. <laughs> but you're saying there's a chance. Because there's a chance for anything, Okay, right? so there's take this inside. What do you know? Is, is, is this relationship absolutely napalmed? Like there's, do you know something there that we might not know? I just think it behooves all parties, and all parties recognize that, to move Baker Mayfield. The Browns will need to pick up part of that salary. What that number is, is what's sort of that question. And you have a lot of different people that will have input on that. Sure. Because What do you think you know, they're willing to pay? Are they willing to pick up half? I, I think the, they're going to have to pick up half. The reports yeah. were they were they wanted to pick up none of it. That's yeah, absurd. That's crazy. Well, you know what? And this is, with all due respect, you can have ownership have a feeling about something. You can have a general manager sure. have a feeling about something. You can have a head coach have a feeling about something. Yeah. And I think ownership will always feel this is a former first overall pick. He's worth something. And I think that the GM is going to sit here and say, well, I don't need to give him away for anything, mm -hmm. for just for nothing, because we're not even playing right now. And what if a quarterback wakes up hurt tomorrow? Or what if, you know, that there is value. This right. is a guy that has demonstrated success in the National Football League yeah. in 2020. And I talked to several teams that felt before the draft he was better than any quarterback in the draft. I'm going to reluctantly say something in support of Jay's point, mm. and that is this. I've been thinking about this. And it really does, if you take a step back, we look at it, obviously, it's a football situation. I hate when dudes call into the station and be like, hey, if I got paid $11 million to do my job landscaping, right. I wouldn't complain. Like, yeah, God, right. nobody's paying you. You're not worth it. You don't have any skills. Whatever. <laughs> Let's just get that over with. Dang. These, no, just these, kill his indeed. Your job's different. Whenever you're trying to compare, whenever you're yeah, trying to compare careers, yeah, yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. But I will say this. Imagine this. You've got this guy on the roster who probably offers you the best chance of coming into some of these games uh, in the beginning of the year. If, if uh, Not Watson, probably, he does. He does. If, if, if Watson, you've got the, you're paying him. He's proven. Now, yes, is it going to make some of the guys sad and uncomfortable that he's out there? Is it confusing and whatnot? Yeah, but the guy, go out and do your job. If that's the best person to go out and do your job for a few games before you can get your real guy in there, I mean, is it really, we're just like, but what if the tight ends get sad or confused? Well, so hold on, 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 listen. I'm going to give y'all a reality check. Didi knows this as a woman. When a woman is fed up and she's done, she's done. Well, we No, I'm saying that people know when they are finished, when you understand what you want to do. Colin Kaepernick gave people a great opportunity, right? He was a good quarterback. He was better than Kiko coming out of, of, of the draft. You know what people said? Keep that. I'm gonna need, I, I, don't want, I don't want that. And they I were stupid. Want, and, 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 and they I don't want it. Do and 32 it. teams said we're not going to do it. If you bring Baker Mayfield back into the locker room, it is a lose-lose. The worst case scenario is he goes 4-0. Do you know how many people in this city would would say, hey, yeah, but it's a business. You want to be great problem. But, 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 but no, 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 problem. No, no. Give me Watson. No, it's not. No, no, no. Then the and organization the is absolutely it's lambasted. It's a it's a dumpster fire against that. And spending that money. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the least reason. Oh we, no, we don't four take that wins. You guys are missing. You're all missing the biggest point. When has Baker Mayfield ever shown you the maturity that would lead you when, to believe? When is his professional well? career hung in the balance? Right. That's where it is right now. But that. That's I'm not just going to assume because that's the case that he's going to be uh, act like a, an adult. He's you know, never but, acted like you know, an adult. It kind of in, in your scenario, G. Everybody wins. Here's why: I'm not bitching about anything if we're four and zero. Great with Deshaun, we're going to be amazing. We know Deshaun's a better quarterback. But the so Bros if we're four and trade Deshaun at that so point. So what? At that point, who cares? <laughs> you're four and zero, and you know yeah. what? You got the you got the one up now. You can say I told you I was right about Baker. Right. So they're happy. Yeah. All the fans are happy. We're four and zero. The Browns are happy because the trade market for Baker just skyrocketed. Actually, it does. It's a four-game audition. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. If he can come in and prove that he's mature, to your point, that's what he's. He lacking. only has eight, one year, eighteen million. Say he goes four and zero, he's going to be a free agent after do last it, do year. Do a sign and do, trade. Are you do going a sign to and trade? Are no, you G. going to give up anything for him? No, you just say I'll I, wait I'm in and the, pay him. I will say I, I think you're both wrong. Uh, well, I don't know exactly what you're saying. I don't. I don't agree that <laughs> I'm I, wrong. I don't agree that his value skyrockets. See. 
but I don't. I, but I do think it goes up a little. Okay, even if it, it goes his, up a little, forget his trade value. It absolutely yeah. goes up if he comes yeah. in and plays and he's zero and four. Yeah, I don't buy skyrocketing, but, but I do think it's ridiculous. It's not happening. I know it's, <laughs> not, it's not happening. We've That's got it. two hours to fill. We're, so we're, we're arguing about superheroes playing football later on. Yeah, not happening either. Yeah, get ready. Get ready. Do around. How do you know it's not going to happen? You're right. Maybe there really are superheroes. We just don't know about. Yeah, we don't have to go to break. Check this out. We got Leroy right now. Leroy's on. He wants to talk Baker. Let's let him go. Leroy yeah. Horde, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Former running back of the Browns in the 90s. A dear friend of mine. And there he is. Beloved, Woo! beloved Cleveland Brown. Did they not love like Leroy, Leroy Horde? He looks like he can still play. Listen, he is a beast. No. No, no. Leroy Horde says he cannot play. No, sir. Why? <laughs> playing no more football. Why not? Football has kicked my ass. I'm done. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> so, Leroy, jump in on this Baker talk. Am I nuts? Tell me I'm nuts. I'm used to it. No. Here's the deal. I don't care what you've done before and now. Your job is to win football games. And if any point in time you leave yourself vulnerable to pay $230 million to one quarterback, $19 million to another quarterback, and you put somebody in a game that you know is not better than either one of those, shame on you as a franchise. Thank you, Leroy Hort. Exactly. Thank you, Leroy Hort. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, but Leroy, now, do you think the do you think Baker will accept that and be okay with playing, or will he shown a lot of his options? Grow up, Peter Pan. Grow up. Grow up. I don't know. I don't know what everybody thinks this world is. He's to a point in his career, and now keep in mind. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I think he hurt himself trying to play injured last year because oh, no he was question. already there was already a lot of questions and and as a football player every situation that I've been in where I've sucked it up and played hurt it cost me. And and <laughs> but we look at these athletes and say you got to go, you got to go. Why? So let's let's pay attention to where that issue is going in sports. That if a guy is not 100%, he's not going to play because if you look around the landscape of professional sports, all it does is hurt you. So let me ask you this, Leroy. Couldn't someone with the Browns been the adult in the room and stepped up and said, we're making the decision. We have seen what you are with our own eyes. You're not the same guy. Go get surgery. We'll play it out without you. Why couldn't that One happen? One would think, we, we always think, and, and here's what I say about organizations. When you have an injury, it is the medical uh, department and, and the organization to keep you out of your own way. Okay? But clearly, they thought Baker was the best option, which is fine. Then don't penalize him for it. Now let's take it a step further. Here's what I will say about the Deshaun Watson thing. It is also the organization's responsibility to put the best team on the field possible. There is no doubt in my mind that I think Baker Mayfield, I mean, uh, that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback. Right? Yeah, we all know yeah. pretty yeah. much. No no just based here. on what they've Not done. Not even close. Yeah. So, no so, arguments. So when I say, Baker, put your big boy pants on, understand what the organization is trying to do. It's not a knock on you or a slight on you. They're trying to win the Super Bowl. And that opportunity presented itself. And so they took advantage of it. You don't have to apologize to Baker. This is a professional business. That's right. Okay. That being said, Baker also has to be a professional and think, wow, I might have an opportunity here to go out here and show these guys, now that I'm healthy, I can play. Make it hard on them. And I'll give you a perfect example. My second year, I just started playing. I had myself a year. Boy, I was ready. <laughs> they redid my contract, right? The next preseason, I hurt my knee. And I was out for a few weeks, and then I came back, and I was, I was struggling. I couldn't, but I could, I could contribute. The next year, they came to me after they drafted Tommy Vardell, and said, yo, give us some of that money back, mm. right? You didn't have a, 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 that good a year last year. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I, 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 don't, I don't understand 
you know, you asked me to suck it up and play, and and now you're penalizing me for it. That being said, I was a pro. I went out there. Tommy Vardell got hurt. I ended up going to the Pro Bowl. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had handled myself like a child and not like an adult, then I would have went into that season with a woe is me. I'm getting screwed. This is the situation. And I wouldn't have been ready for that opportunity. So, although I understand that to some extent, Baker's getting a tough rap, you know, because of what he did last year and who they brought in, who is a better quarterback, you may get an opportunity to prove everybody wrong, even if it's a short period of time. Now, it's time for Baker to be a grown-up in the Cleveland Browns. Because I'm going to tell you, if I'm a fan, don't put a quarterback in there that can't win just to prove a point. I want to win football games. Speak it's your it. job to win football games. Suck it up. Go to Baker and say, here's what the deal is. And it's time for Baker to be a grown man and say, I get it. I'm going to go out there and ball for y'all until which case I can go on and do it wherever I need to do it. Let me ask you this are, question. Are we, am I being ridiculous for expecting no, people to be totally adults agree. in this Complete situation? I'm not ridiculous. I, I it's agree. not ridiculous at all, but... I think Baker is immature and will well, not handle it well, the way he says. Well, well, hold on. Not really? So really, was really I. Quickly. So mm. was I till they told, till I got cut. Yeah. <laughs> real face. So yeah. Till really they came quick. and tried to get some money back. Nothing <laughs> makes you grow up like being asked in the playbook. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I had already spent that money. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking always, about? I, I think they've already, but but they've been keeping the same energy, right? So they did the same thing with Odell Beckham Jr. They said, okay, you want to go somewhere else? We'll accommodate that. We'll get you up out of here. They did that during the season. I'm confused why people feel like it's a different story with Baker. They can do the same thing. There's one quarterback that can play it at at any given time. But but it's about can you play? Can he? Can you play? Can Baker play? Can Odell Beckham Jr. play? Yes, but there were other wide receivers. No, no, no. But he's. You guys are saying you put the best team on the field to win the football that, game. That is a fair and point. And they got yeah. rid of a player that could have made them That's better a fair point. because it was not in the best long-term interest of the team. Long-term, yeah. And yeah. guess what? Here's a, here's a difference, though. Here's a difference. You can have a great wide receiver, and him not be affected. Right? Yeah, with a bad quarterback. You can't yes. have you can't have an average quarterback and your team still have a ton of success. At some point, that position has to perform. Well, to Aditi just so, made the point so a minute ago that we're ben talking made the about receivers better in we're, Pittsburgh. We're right, but we're we're talking about a receiver, right? Um, and 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 here's the deal with how that all works. I can get, as an offensive coordinator, I can get any receiver I want open. Don't kid yourself. Now, when you go into a game, everybody on that team can look across the field if you have studied your film, look at the defense, and have an idea of what's going to happen during the course of that play. So a lot of times... When you talk about quarterbacks and receivers and running backs being on the same page, everybody's on that same page where they kind of have an idea of what's happening. When that doesn't happen, a lot of times receivers and quarterbacks and coaches get into it simply because this is the preparation we put into this game. This is what we expected. Why are we throwing a two-yard pass when this play was supposed to be a shot play down the field and the receiver's running open. Now, you can go about it one of two ways. And this is usually how it goes. You can say, hey, these receivers are divas. Or you can look at your quarterback and say, we need to do better prep. We need to, we need to do what we talked about during practice. And go from there. And that is the, the dynamic that a lot of people don't understand when receivers come off the field or when receivers um, have a problem with what's going on on the field. Now, 
there was something going on between Baker and Odell. Clearly. And I can't, I, I don't really know what it is. Maybe he His missed. His dad made a really times. good PowerPoint if you need some reference. <laughs> <laughs> something about yeah. being open. That didn't help. Yeah. No. Right. But I think but, the ref but, was but, already but there. If it, because here, I, you know what? And, and all I can do is this, is anytime I see situations like this, I think of when I play. And I remember we played, we brought in Andre Risen. And Andre Risen had been in Atlanta catching 100-plus balls. And you all know, 100-plus balls in Atlanta is 70 balls in Cleveland. Yes. That's just the way it is. Like, that's the way it's always been. Right? Mm -hmm. So when he came here and he was only, he only had 70 catches, everybody was asking, what's wrong with him? And it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. You know, so... If we want guys to be on a good team and we just want them to to let it ride, then why do we go to Odell Beckham and ask him what the problem is because he only had two catches? That's a very fair point. Of course he's going to defend himself. I would defend myself. Hmm. Now, he doesn't do it, you know, some guys have a a way of doing it to where they're not squashing anybody. He wasn't wasn't that nice. So it caused a problem. It did. Whenever you get Can your we, dad involved, it's not good. Yeah, Great clearly. Point. Can we ask Leroy right. before he goes what he thinks about Chubb and Hunt on the field again? Yes, yeah, we got that's a great. That's what a great. running back's perspective on that. First of all, we got to see him. Put the picture up of him again, guys, because look at the look at the the shoulder pads that he was wearing when he played compared to like <laughs> you would yeah. you would have been. Hey. Either, I mean, the, these guys don't even look like they're wearing shoulder pads anymore. Your shoulder pads hey. look like they're a huge box on your body. Look at that. <laughs> look at the size of those shoulder pads. And now hey. these guys got nothing. Yeah. Look, hey, so one time we were we were getting ready for a game and I ran onto the field and uh, Bill said to me because I had elbow pads. I had <laughs> pads right here I had I went to to a super I went to a store and bought uh hockey shin pads because everybody used to hit me in the legs he goes Bill says hey Horrid you got enough pads I said there's more what at? I'm telling you I was an armored vehicle when I went out and played football because of the pounding I took and so you just go with it. Yeah. Those pads, look, those pads were made for my protection. Yeah. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. you I, were you going to go to the the bench press? Or, I mean, the. the well, yeah, Didi was bringing it up to yeah, I mean, did, did you see Yeah. Uh, did you see Leroy when, I think it was last week, Nick Chubb posted a video of him squatting 675 pounds? Did you see that? Yep. Good for him. What do you <laughs> hey, look, what do you make of it though? What did you what did you what was your high cause you're you were a big running back. Yeah. Strong guy in the weight room. Is that a lot hey. of weight for a running back? Is that mind blowing? Yeah, that's a lot of weight for anybody. What Jay, what the hell do you think six hundred and seventy five pounds look like? It's a it's a motorcycle. Like, making, it's a motorcycle. You're making it sound like you like, can go to LA Fitness and, and some meathead <laughs> is just putting six seventy five on his shoulders but, and getting in a set. We had G Bush yeah, next to us saying that he did 585 or something, and I'm like, wait a minute, I, that sounds like it's off the hey, charts. He played college football. Man, I mean, defensive I, I line. Mean, yeah. hey, he, he acted like people just growing trees. That's yeah. uh, that's that's ignorantly strong. Hey. I don't <laughs> I don't want to, Nick Chubb next to me. Hey. I don't. He might they he used, might do they some. Used to I don't ask know. Me, they used to ask me during the season, hey, uh, you know, some guys did legs during the season, and they say, hey, we're gonna get a leg workout in. I say, I do legs on Sunday. for three hours i do legs on sunday hey i had all them pads on i had to be loose i couldn't Mm -hmm. be up in there all rocked up like he was squatting 85 pounds just in those pads every time he stood Hey, for those that don't know, just imagine how fast I would look if I wore what they wore now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. What are you up to um, these days for Browns fans that, that don't know? Um, so, you know, I do, I do my radio show down here in Miami, um, six to 10 in the morning. Uh, and other than that, I try to get up to Cleveland and, you know, Jack, come up there and see you, yeah. uh, I know. try, try to be up there when I can. Um, I like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm a Cleveland Brown. Yeah. Like it, it, it's amazing. Woo! Yes, he is. I've actually played, I played more and had more success in Minnesota 
Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I'm a Cleveland Brown, and I just ride with it. I, I'm, um, you know, I pay attention. I, I come up there when I can um, to try and see what's going on. I'm, I'm a fan, and yeah. and so I want, as a fan, I want the Cleveland Browns to do well. There is nothing that excited me more than to watch the Cleveland Browns beat the hell out of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. I, mm. oh, I couldn't get enough of it. And then to top that off, and then to top that off, Michigan beat the hell out of Ohio oh, State. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a good year. Oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> but listen, Woo, every 15 years, we, year. yeah, every 15 years, we let you guys feel important. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Everybody yeah. have their John Cooper years. Because uh, we used to yeah. beat the hell out of y'all, too. So let's not make it sound like it's been that way. I mean, in fact, How's Rich Rodriguez fact, doing these days? The records, the records are pretty even. How's Rich Even Rod? with the way y'all dominated the last few years. Few. Yeah, if few you go years. back for the 120 years. <laughs> the first quarters were like 4-2. to two. The last 20 right. years, you guys are peasants. Hey, we ain't have a coach punching people out. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Hey, oh, be careful. You got me on that one. Hey, you got me on that one. I know this has been talked about, obviously, but I think it's important to bring it up again because for all the guys who played on the 95 team, it was obviously very emotional that year. Obviously, what the fans were going through. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm about to get sad. Go ahead. So, <laughs> when you think of that team and what happened and the heartbreak of the fans and I mean, we've seen other teams move, but I feel like I've never seen a reaction from players like the Browns in 95. When you think about that, what what comes to mind first? Um, the timing of it all. I mean, the Browns did a Browns thing and announced they were leaving after we were 4-1 and one, and then wonder why the season went awry. Mm. Um, but the thing about that whole situation was is that we didn't know what to do. Like w- w- nobody had to deal with, oh, the team's leaving at the end of the year, in the middle of the season. Right. Nobody had to deal with that, and and so we just we just got um, we had just gone to the second round of playoffs. We had a good we had a good start. We were like four one four and two. We were either on on top of the division or pretty close, and then this hit us, right. Uh, things went awry. Belichick got fired, and next thing you know, I was in Baltimore. And 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 I can't. It's hard to explain to people what it feels like when, even to this day, I don't know what I could have done about it. Because I tell you what, whoever y'all work for, whatever y'all do in life, if your boss tell you. If you want your next check, it's going to be in Baltimore. Guess what? Right? And, yeah. and that's the reality of it. We we didn't have a say-so in it. Um, it's unfortunate because in the end, all the stuff that happened, the players took the brunt of it. Nobody went to the games. Um, when they did go to the games, they wanted to boo the owner, and he wasn't even there. Mm. So we, we took the brunt of it, and I, and I think – we tried to do the best that we could to kind of fight through it, but in the end, it, it, it probably got to us a little more than than it really really should have. And things went sideways after that. Mm-hmm. What's what, do you have a yeah? I, what, you know what? I tell I tell Browns fans all the time that situation there with where Bill Belichick ended up and where a lot of us ended up and where my career ended up. I tell Browns fans all the time: be patient. Please be patient. Oh, we're patient. Don't be so quick to 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 be to to be rats off a ship on a situation. You got to start letting things play out because one of the signs of a bad organization and fan base, and I know Cleveland's not a ter- a bad fan base. They're one of the best. Is impatience. You look at all the organizations that have had struggles that have not being able to get back to where they were. And you look at all the changes made, all the players move, all the player movement, all the, it's impatience. We're the anti Steelers. The Steelers are the most patient organization. That's why they've hired three coaches in my entire life. The whole division really. And and guess what? And guess what? And even when we've seen players that we thought weren't good for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they still had success. Mm -hmm. Something to be said about that. 
You're right. Hey, what's your best Bill Belichick story? So. <laughs> he had it ready. I have, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a few. Uh, if, if you notice, Bill Belichick doesn't break up fights because when he first, he first came to Cleveland, we were still practicing at Minner that first year. And he tried to break up a fight and got hit. Oh, I mean, really? cold cocked. Did that oh, guy get yeah. cut? Uh, no, but he said, I ain't breaking up no more fights. But if you guys get hurt, the guy that did the hurting and the guy that's hurt, y'all both going to be suspended till y'all both could play. Mm. So wow. um, we were playing New England in 95 in the playoff game. And we were down, I think we were in the red zone. And it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of scoring, so it, 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 it was heated. And we call a timeout. So it's me, Eric Metcalf, Vinny Testaverde. We come over the sideline. You know, Bill going over his thing. And the one thing about Bill is he is probably one of the most detailed human beings I've ever, ever come across in my life. Like he would, he could be, he could tell every person on the football field something about the guy that he was going against. Wow. That would help you either block that guy, run a route against that guy, defend that guy. And he would just go around the field and just talk to, to people and let them know what was going on. So it was amazing to be a part of that. Coming to the sidelines, he's explaining to Vinny. He says something to Eric. He says something to me. They blow the whistle to go back on the field. And he yells, hey, Vinny. Don't screw it up like you did against Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, <laughs> me, me, me and Eric, me and, now this is a playoff game. Oh me God. and Eric turn around and we're laughing going into the huddle. Wow. Like, it, it, it's intense. It's loud. And me and Eric are laughing. It, it looks like he he's like, he could deliver the worst news as matter of fact, uh-huh. like he, like, it's just like, he told a guy one time, he says, Hey, uh, if you practice like that this evening, you won't be here tomorrow. And guess what? He wasn't. He practiced like that again. And I never saw him again. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, Didn't he call and cut a guy on Christmas day? Did I make that up? I think he did. I don't know, but, but guess what? Like that, but yeah, probably, I think he did, but guess what? Football doesn't have holidays. Yeah. That's right. Fans yeah. have holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so when, true. So when, when it's Thanksgiving on that Thursday, you think about turkey or something, you know what our, you know what our holiday practice schedule was? If practice started at 9, we started at 7 so you could get out two hours early. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Pre-practice. Oh. Like, yeah, so, it's a tough and, and that's everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. the only – and think about this, Jay, the only way I knew – when Thanksgiving was is because the Michigan Ohio State game used to be the Saturday before Thanksgiving. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, like sports is is different like that in that yeah. you don't think of holidays as spending time with your family. You look at the holiday schedule and hope you're on prime time. LeBron hasn't had a Christmas since like 1994. <laughs> His like family's that. doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Every day's Christmas right. for LeBron. Like, yeah. That's true. And that's fine. That's 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 the nature of the beast. If you are playing on these holidays, right, then then you're doing something right. Yeah. I remember hey. when I was at Michigan, we, you know, I went to three Rose Bowls and you leave on Christmas Day. You go out there for a week and you play. We played in the Hall of Fame game one time and the, the travel schedule screwed us up. We're like, wait, we're not traveling on Christmas? Say no. Bo said, that's what happens when you lose the Big Ten championship. <laughs> when you don't win the Big Ten. No Christmas You got to play the week in between uh, Christmas and and the, the New Year's. Leroy, Mikey McNuggets, our producer, has a question for you. Go ahead, Mikey. Hey, Leroy. Uh, Steve Becker's our Is your EP. name Mikey McNugget? <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. a work in progress. That's his right. nickname. That's, that's, his that's his Christian that's his name. name. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's him All now. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Steve's our EP, and when he texts me a question, he pays my check, so I got to make sure we ask it. But uh, last All week right. on the show, Jay called the big house a toilet bowl. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I just was curious how you'd like to respond to that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Listen, He's a Michigan fan, Steve, too. So, uh, I would just say to Jay, 
after that butt whipping y'all took this past year, give it a rest. <laughs> give it a, take, you know what? Go in the corner and take a timeout. You know your timeout. You know your stadium sucks. You can't sucks. talk trash to me. You can't talk trash about Michigan after what just happened. That's you got true. three hundred sixty-five, four days to take a break. It's one win in fifteen years. Congratulations. Okay. That's fine. Congratulations. But, but guess what? Harbaugh is going to get a good one. Harbaugh is going to get eighty dropped on him. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a great it game. Was. You had a great team. Yeah. I give you all the credit in the world, but I'm telling you. Harbaugh better watch out because this year, this Ohio State offense, once again, will probably have three wide receivers in the top 15 down the road. That's just what we do. And we've got a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback and running back. It's going to be ugly this year. Yeah. All right. He's got nothing. You guys need to have a wager. Right Are we going to do a wager here? Y'all talking a bunch yeah, of noise. Talking. You, talking, you talking a lot of noise. You need, you guys used to need to get on the phones and do a, a nice little so, wager. Put something it. on the line right now. So, name it. You ready for this one? So I'm really good friends with Robert Smith because, you know, we played together and we're Robert's good an awesome guy. Yeah. And we used to have a bet every year. So one year I was feeling a little froggy and we had a bet. The loser had to wear the other guy's jersey for a day. Can we do that? Can we, so, can we facilitate that? You know, look, I'll do that. That's so standard and cliche. I'll do yeah. it. Whatever. That is. That That's is, fine. No, I'm going to think of something creative. Yes. You I'm think about it for a week. Yeah. And we've got to go. And before Real we quick, let you go, I got to ask I, you okay, one quick go thing. Ahead, go ahead. There's a, a famous quote attributed to you, but nobody's sure if you actually said it or not. You know what I'm getting at? Yep. Okay, so I, well, I'll yes. say it for those who don't know. that he, Supposedly you said, hey, if you need one yard, I'll get you three yards. If you need five yards, I'll get you three yards. <laughs> did, you, did you actually say that, or has that just been given to you as something that was yes. funny to say? So, for reasons I can't explain, yeah. you know, when you have the production meetings, they always want the starters in there, yeah. right? But John Madden liked me. Yeah. He, he, I was on all Madden team, and I was the backup running back in Minnesota. So, <laughs> let's, let's go. Because uh, you played hard. So, he would, when we go into these production meetings, everybody would always ask, you know you can still play, but why are you okay with this role? And, and and I said, you know, you have to fool yourself in in being able to go and do your job, even though you maybe wish you could do more. And so one of the things that I would say that, you know, say about it is, is that, look, I know what my role is on this team. And so then I went and said that, great line and they all looked at me like I was crazy and I was being serious <laughs> that's like, the best it's line the, it's it's the only it look it's the only thing athletes can do to settle into a role that you have on a team mm -hmm. even if you believe you should have a bigger role that if you if you spend your life looking for that bigger role and you don't handle the task at hand you're mm -hmm. never going to get that bigger role and, and so I used to always say things, you know, like that. I used to say it to my coaches. He would say, hey, we need to do We need you to do two minutes a day. That's not my thing. Not my thing. Y'all, y'all don't ask me to do that. And, and everybody used to say, it's you being difficult. And it's like, no, it's not. It's me being the best version of what they want me to be. And, and that's why I, I said it. I didn't mean it seriously. And then next thing you know, <laughs> I, I could walk down the street and everybody yells it at me. I'm like, I didn't know it was going to have that much legs. But... Hey, before we let you go, I want to tell the quick story. He was in town last football season. We're eating dinner at Johnny's, the Italian place downtown. Leroy's eyesight isn't what it used to be. So <laughs> there's a big group of us and he's taking group pictures and he's going to drop them to the, to the group, airdrop them. Yeah. And Bernie Kosar was oh. there. And so we had a big table of people. And <laughs> so he's sending them to him airdrop. Yeah. And everybody at the table got him. And I go, Leroy, I don't, I don't have him. He's like, hell, you don't have him. I sent them to you. I go, no, you didn't. He goes, well, let me do it again. So he said, he's airdropping me like 10 pictures. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm getting nothing. 
So I'm looking across the restaurant, and I see this, like, 70-year-old woman looking at her phone, and she's like, oh, my God, this is Bernie Kosar. And she's showing, she's showing everybody at the table. So, and I see her, and I go, Leroy, you're an idiot. So I, I, I asked the woman, I go, stand up, come over here, please. So she came over. She's the sweetest lady. She's like, Oh my God! I go, what's happening over there? She goes, I'm just getting these random pictures of Leroy Hood and Bernie Kosar, and I don't know what's going on. I go, ma'am, what's your name? And she goes, Jane. He's there dropping all these pictures to Jane's iPhone. Yeah. You're lucky that's all you sent her. That yeah, yeah, I'll you know what I mean? It's a good thing. You go too deep into that archive, you could have gotten, could have gone south real quick. Swipe left way one too many times. Whoa! Listen, Jay, I'm sending the pictures. Look, everybody else is getting them. Turn your phone on. He uh -huh. said, it's my fault, too. He's like, you're an idiot with technology. It's my fault. Right. And Jane's over there going, I swear to God, it's Bernie Kosar. Ber Bernie Kosar's throwing game at me from across the restaurant. So they all came over to our table. We uh, had a good laugh, and um, I just wanted to share that story because every time I tell it, it makes people laugh because they know Leroy and they know his sense of humor. Uh, hey, you're going to come back and join us pretty regularly, aren't you? Yeah. Hey, I need... Check this out. I need one of them seats right next to y'all. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Come on in. Hop in. Yeah. Hop so in. When, you're in next, when I come up to Cleveland, maybe on a Monday, I'll stay and, uh, Nice. And, and, and do it. Done deal. Right, we will, we'll are you, are you sure chair. you can handle it, Buckeye? <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. Right. You guys win one game and all of a sudden you're, you're whatever. Leroy, you know Let we love you. Have his yeah, we'll talk Let soon. Have his Give moment. it to you. All right, Leroy, man. Well done, Leroy. It, man. Well done. Right, to you. Well done. All righty. <laughs> Leroy, bad eyes. Bye. Horn. All right, uh, we're going to take a break on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. When we come back, uh, where are we going, Mike? Judge Jay. Judge Jay. So I gotta Jay's got to go and get dressed. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be back in two minutes. All right. Nice. See you in a second. Sweet. <laughs>